0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology
1: with the new Business Desk podcast, The Business of Tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. 9292, 92, if you want to flick us a text, jacket at newstalkzb.co.nz. I will get to your feedback very shortly after 5 o'clock this evening. The warehouse group are going to be with us. They've been really interesting today, really interesting in their response to Supi going into uh, voluntary administration, so we're going to get their thoughts on the role of the new Grocery Commissioner as well. Right now, it is 10 minutes past four on News Talk ZB. Get this, at least 57 children have been killed since Oranga Tamariki was established seven years ago. That's according to leaked documents from within OT. Most of the deaths were as a result of abuse or neglect, and almost half had a record with OT before their death. The news comes after OT confirmed that baby Ruthless Empire had an ID in its case management system before he was killed. Oranga Tamariki Chief Social Worker Peter Whitcomb is with us. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, Jack. Hey, thank you for having me today.
1: Thank you for being with us. Can you start, first of all, by perhaps talking to us a little about Oranga Tamariki's involvement with Ruthless Empire? Are you able to tell us why he was in your system?
0: Look, I'm not able to talk um, about the nature of uh, any involvement with uh, baby Roo. Uh, What I would want to say is that, look, every time a tamariki dies, it's a real tragedy, and I want to pass on uh, all of our condolences in this situation.
1: What does it mean then in general terms if a child has an ID number with Oranga Tamariki?
0: Yeah, so... Um, we would have uh, an ID number, we call it, um, yeah, Cyrus ID, and uh, that is generated uh, every time what's called a report of concern is made to Oranga Tamariki. Um, or it could be simple as just someone uh, contacting us about a worry that they have child that doesn't end up being a report of concern. So we receive about 70,000 reports of concern in a year and uh, every single one of those children involved with those reports of concern uh, would receive a Cyrus ID. So you can imagine that a lot of children in the course of their lives, um, we understand up to 30% of children at some point will have uh, a Cyrus ID as a result of a report of concern.
1: And would Oranga Tamariki follow up on all of the children with a Cyrus ID?
0: So that depends. Um, for For some of those children... Uh, SA, we have this thing called a contact record, which may not be um, at a level where there are um, clear concerns about safety or risk for tamariki. But for every child that uh, there is a report of concern about, and as I said, that was that's a large number, that's around seventy thousand. Um, we go through a process of um, either ensuring that they've mm. got the supports that they need, or doing assessment uh, to make sure that they are safe and ensure. Are safe and supported within
1: their family. So, so I, I appreciate that you know there are restrictions as to what you can say when it comes to individual privacy. But are you able to tell us whether or not there was a report of concern for Baby Roo?
0: Yeah, I'm not able to comment uh, in any way. This is a matter that's under an active mm. police investigation.
1: Okay. To, to look at those uh, to look at those numbers since 2017 is, I think, for any New Zealander, a pretty upsetting and and. You know, um, yeah. you know, shocking um, kind, of, kind of revelation. So 50% of the kids who have been murdered in the last seven years had a record in your system before they were killed. Why were they not protected?
0: Yeah, I, as I said, you know, children are our taonga and, and we must do everything that we can to protect them um, and ensure that they're kept safe. Every time this occurs, it is, it is a complete tragedy, Jack. Uh, What we have been able to be clear about is that since 2017, when Oranga Tamariki was established, we've been actively involved with four children and young people at the time that they they died of suspected homicide. Uh, We do know that there are a number of other children uh, who have died through suspected homicide uh, where there has been uh, some sort of contact with them. And that may be from a one-time uh, Reported concern or contact, through to uh, more significant involvement that we've had with them over a period of time. So hopefully, that's, yeah, that helps yeah, in providing
1: some if context. if so many if so many children ha- have have died, if fifty percent of those children have been have been murdered in the last seven years, have had some sort of contact or interaction with Oranga Tamariki, and, and I appreciate that in some cases that might just be a single report from someone bringing that child to the attention of of, of the agency. Does that tell us that, that something in the system isn't working, that something isn't going right if such a high proportion of those children who've been flagged are then murdered?
0: Yeah, so it's really important every single time um, we understand where a child has has passed away through homicide, that we do everything to understand um, our role, what we did, was our practice um, to the high standard that we expect and, you know, what is it that we can learn um, through what we did um, do and the nature of our involvement. What we often see, Jack, is that, um, that, you know, family, family situations change um, often there can be new relationships, there can be things that become really significant stressors mm. um, and we can only act on what we know and it's, it is really important that we have a community, that we have a country that really looks um, that really looks after our kids and is protective um, towards them and it takes all of us. Um, so look, we do always uh, look really hard inwardly at ourselves, at our practice, um, but we're working in a in a people context, where sometimes things do happen that are unpredictable.
1: I know that media have been asking for the number of children who've been murdered for quite some time, and Oranga Tamariki has refused to publicly provide the numbers and information it had available. Why was it that the agency wanted to keep the information from the public?
0: Yeah, this is not about um, keeping the information from the the public at all. Uh, I... I think, you know, this conversation around how we protect and care for kids, um, the, the stark reality of what some of the situations that kids face is one of the most important conversations uh, that we should be having. Um, in terms of this information, uh, we need to be clear on what we, we can release. And, uh, you know, children dying through homicide um, goes through coronial processes, Those processes, as we know, take a really significant amount of time, and so we wait um, until the confirmed cause of death. Um, uh, In saying all of that, Jack, look, I think as the Children's Agency and as Chief Social Worker, I think we need to do better. I think that um, we should be the single agency that is notified of all children's deaths and that there's work for us to do to get to that point where we can give a really clear account um, for all children that may have died uh, through
1: harm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time, Peter. That is Peter Whitcomb, who is Oranga Tamariki's Chief Social Worker. For more from Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.